Hey, everybody, it's John. And thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks away so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. Hey y'all, it is five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. Happy holidays, John Hall. Hey, and same right back to you. Justin Kennedy and Brian Cass are here. Hello. Gathered round the old Yule log and pouring eggnog for everybody here. And it's uh I, I, I like the end of the year shows that we do um mm. because it's tradition and and being on the air for as long as we have now, we we've we've created some some annual listening traditions. And this episode is a continuation of those traditions. It's nice. It's nice. Somebody asked us recently, what are your holiday traditions? And all of us were like, oh, I don't know. And, no, we definitely and said then, And then we Shelton. said, oh, yeah, it's bringing Joel Shelton on the show. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. John, before we talk to Joel, because I don't want this to roll into Joel's business, are you still at war with Christmas, John? Or are you, are you over that? When was I at war with Christmas? Uh, it's just how I remember it. Okay. <laughs> you're watching you're watching too much cable news. Yeah. That's, that's right. I uh, just I just know John Hall Christmas War. That's I'm, that's what, that's what that's actually on the back of my holiday card if you look at yeah. this year. Just because I put the gun turrets up on the roof every <laughs> December twenty fourth does not mean that I'm at war with Christmas. I'm just at war with one particular guy associated with Christmas. How the hell are you, Joel Shelton? He's not talking about me, is all I can say. <laughs> well, since you're the only thing we associate with Christmas, he might be. Yeah. I'm like Papa Christmas. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. You guys sound chipper as always. Yeah, it's it's uh so we're actually recording, as you know, but the thieves don't know. This actual recording is um a Friday afternoon. Friday right at, at noon. right at noon. Yeah. Right at yeah. noon. So I've done all my working out. I've done my packing for a weekend in the city. And I'm going to sit down, have a couple beers and chat with you guys and go get on a boat to town for the weekend. Um, I am I'm in a good space to sit down and bullshit about what 2023 was for all of us. But I'm going to start that with you, Joel, since everybody who's listening has heard from me, John, Cass and Justin 52 times already. So yeah, what's happened funny. to you since the last we spoke? What was this year for you, both in your current business and in the general you're our voice of Cezanne part of the world. Did Cezanne lose more market share in 2023 or or were there bright little bud breaks of springtime Cezanne all around the world? Wait a minute. Who said I'm the uh, king of Cezanne? Me. Me. I just said it. Well, you know, you you might laugh or or misremember something, but <laughs> I, I don't even like Cezanne that much. Yeah, stop it. We do this every year. You love Cezanne. No, I, I swear I, I rarely drink Cezanne. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. you know, in fact, in all fact, right so belgian phenolics <laughs> belgian fo- i don't even drink belgian beer that much okay don't you don't I you mean, take people on tours throughout belgium yeah isn't well, that the, your thing this this leads to our <laughs> second thing about my 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 wonderful career now the one tour that got canceled this year was belgium france oh that's, oh, that's sad yeah because nobody wanted to go i have no idea why Really? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe out. if you had been more enthusiastic about Cezanne. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe it's you, I mean, Listen, I'm not here to tell you how to run a business. Lord knows I don't know how to do it. But <laughs> well, yeah, I just I guess I would put my foot in my mouth there. No, but uh no, it's not my favorite. I mean, uh I'm more of a lager guy, to be honest, you know, and I, I've kind of liked the lager and I like really strong beer and 
I, I'll tell a funny story at our festival. I think um, I think it was in Atlanta a few years ago. Our festival. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, about festival, the Chelton Brothers thing. Um, I was talking to Ron Jeffries from Jolly Pumpkin, and we were just gabbing about something or other. And I was saying, yeah, Cezanne's not my favorite style. And then he goes, oh, that's all I make. Yeah. And I and I just walked. I just, and I said, oh yeah, that's true. And I just sort of walked away. And I I don't I don't think I've seen him since. No, I probably did, but. I've always remembered that. I don't know why, but I didn't really care how he felt. <laughs> <laughs> Which was what makes you our perfect holiday gift. Yeah, but seriously, yeah. let's talk about 2023. Let's talk about the 364 days since the last time that these heard from you. What'd you get up to this year? What'd you think? Did you have any, you know, with that, without doing the standard, uh, it was a tough year on everybody thing. What what were yeah. the bright spots of this year you saw looking around the landscape of 2023? Uh, you mean for me or in just in general? Either way. Well, for me, uh, it was, I had some really good traveling experiences, which is, uh, as you probably remember, it's kind of my favorite thing. Uh, I did mention Belgium, France got, got canceled for some weird reason, but I did get to go to Scotland for the first time as on a tour bring a tour of uh, beer and whiskey, which was a new thing. Um, got to what go to time Frank of year did you do that? As far that as I know, in... Scotland, there's like six weeks you should go to Scotland every year. This was one week that I guess was a good one to go because the weather was bearable. It was in June. It was early June. Okay. Uh, so it was like coats on and coats off. But uh, we went to a big festival called Fine Fest. Uh, if, you, if anybody knows Fine Ales out in the countryside in Scotland, we went to that festival, which was one of the most beautiful festivals you could ever imagine. So that was a highlight uh, to get that tour under the belt and actually learn about whiskey since I was doing a tour of it. And uh, the usual highlight. Of the I year like going that to... you're doing real time research on these tours that you've sold. <laughs> yeah. Well, that you're keeps like it that, fresh. that math teacher reading about cosines. On do, you, do, you, do you show up at, at the tasting room 20 minutes earlier? It's like, all right. Crash course in scotch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why does this taste so weird? Yeah. Yeah. What's the weird taste? The better places laminate this card before they hand it to me, gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, I I was, I I didn't claim to be a scotch expert, but um, I I, um, did take the opportunity to actually learn something about it. And I never really knew. And, you know, I wasn't leading a tour about, about whiskey so much, but, you know, we're beer guys, as you know. But the whiskey part was really fun, and I really like it a lot more now, having done that and all that. And um, so that was a great time. We're going to go back this this June again, coming up. Uh, it's already sell- practically sold out, so people seem to be into this idea. Uh, Franconia, the usual summer tour, which is the greatest thing of all time, and just came back from Spain a few weeks ago in uh, Catalonia. So. Uh, oh, cool. And got to tra- got to travel otherwise a little bit, and so I'm I'm way happier when I'm doing that. Uh, during the COVID time, uh, not not everybody had a great time, also, but I I hated it. I didn't go anywhere, and now you know I'm starting to get back to the old times, where we used to uh, do a lot of stuff with Shelton Brothers, and now I'm trying to make it happen myself. So so that's good thing. And otherwise, the year was uh, you know I was around New York most of the time, I guess, and um, it's not like it used to be. You know, I don't know how you guys feel. But uh, just uh, maybe I'm just too old now. But I, you know, it's not like the constant partying that I used to enjoy. I so I see that this is this is a thing I've been trying to kind of figure my way around. Um, and I think it's it's the duality of what you just said. I don't know if it's what the new world is versus I'm now in my fifties and don't have the wherewithal and stamina like my my eight hours of drinking have moved from say 2 p.m to 10 p.m instead of 10 p.m to 8 a.m um, right. as i've aged but that being said there's there's analogy i keep trying to describe to people for what i'm trying to figure out as a small new jersey brewer mostly built around community drinking and there's there's this wonderful bar in my hometown called barnacle bills that i love they make a bacon cheddar burger that I've literally been eating since I was six. I drank at Barnacle Bills under age. I've been drinking at Barnacle Bills forever. And I am in no way exaggerating when I say they've known me from like my, my, you know, college waiter days all the way through today. Um, but if, you know, any given Tuesday night for the last, call it 30, 35 years, 
if I was at Barnacles, it was to have dinner and then do some drinking with some friends, you know, old friends visiting home for the holidays or college friends in town who want to go back there because we went there in college. But, you know, they know me. They would never give me a last call. And at 1.59 p.m. every night, they'd be like, hey, Augie, you know it's time to get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. And I would roll out. And I met like seven old, old, old friends there for dinner on a Tuesday let's say late September and at nine 30, we were the last seven people in the bar. And that is such a dramatic shift that it's in my head. And as a predominantly seller of draft beer in proper Jersey pub bars, that's what's kind of occurred to me. That's the problem I need to fix is Restaurants are emptying after dinner. Nobody's going up to the bar for a couple more anymore, even on weekends, but definitely not on weeknights. And if if your business was selling two pints of beer to every fifth person for those four hours, it's a puzzle that needs solving. I have no ideas, but I think that's, I see that a lot of places. Now, that being said, I was out in the city two Thursdays ago at Jeffrey's, which is, you know, one of my favorite little places in my neighborhood. And they were full of people at 11 o'clock at night. So I think we're turning a corner. Last time I was at Jeffrey's, they weren't full at 11 o'clock at night. So does that make sense for you with what you're seeing? Or are you still seeing the city rolling up the carpets at 11? I have to qualify it by saying, I got into my 60s during COVID, not my 50s. So um, my 50s were actually, I don't know what your problem is, but I was fine when I was in my 50s. Fuck (laughs) off. Um, I I had to deal uh, with a major pandemic in my 40s. (laughs) (laughs) Well, think about it. I I turned 60 in 2020. So that was kind of a shitty year. That's when I turned 50. Yeah, so I got you. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you wait all your life for these big birthdays and then they suck ass. But, yeah, um, that was well, John. You were at mine. Mine was mine was not only was mine a shitty outside little micro group of, you know, my twenty five closest friends. It poured rain on us in November, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we weren't letting anybody in the house. It was a fucking yeah. nightmare, Joel. Yeah, John, well, was that I, your favorite party you ever went to? Uh, it, it's up there. <laughs> it's up there. Um, I mean, I had some, I had some, you know, childhood birthdays at Chuck E. Cheese that I think might rival it, but and not uh, that dissimilar. If flooding liquid is is what you're looking for. Well, um, you know, those two or three, two and a half years of COVID. Um, yeah, you know, well, you know, there was nothing happening basically, and then when things opened up, it. I I was I went through a period. I, I guess I got old, and I and also my wife gets up early, so I get up early. It's all this nonsense, and I've just turned into a not a night owl anymore. And I feel like I used to when I was working with Shelton Brothers, and before that, uh, like I was constantly out. You know, I used to be a musician, so I used to start drinking at eleven o'clock. You know, after Broadway shows, and then with the Shelton Brothers thing, I would just go to events all the time, and it was very very different. And now I'm. I can't even tell you what time I go to sleep most of the time now, and I have a beer or two, and so I'm not a good person to ask how New York is doing because I'm not uh, I'm not out enough. I'm not out enough to be honest. You know, I'm an honest guy. You guys know that. Yeah, but that kind of goes with my experience of New York recently. Is people just aren't out with the same vim they used to be. You know, I mean, people still go out and eat. Like I said, I, I saw some some flakes of gold shining through the mud, but we'll see. Anyway, what brings us together on Seal This Beer is a candid conversation of beer, what it's doing, not what we thought it would do, how good it tastes, not how good we were told it would taste, and the fun of drinking it, not the fun of getting it. To facilitate that, we drink blind out of opaque glasses. I have just decanted a 12-ounce artisanally foil-wrapped can into Mm. a black-stemmed, uh, Spiegelau tasting glass. Look at John, you, you've done something similar. I'm using one of the uh, the, the the plastic roadies. A plastic really? roadies. John, nice you job. are, John, you, are uh, you are literally the worst. It's those what I still have. have. What's amazing about those is they still have a sharp edge on them every time you give me one. <laughs> like you would think of all the drinking we do out of them, it would dull, but it's still got that like, hey, we just whacked this off the sheet of plastic this morning feel. 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, Joel, you have the beer, and you are sipping on the little beer marked one he's, at the moment. He's, he's drinking right from the can. I'm going from nice. the can like a real American. Now, did you have to fold the foil out of the way? For me, for me to pour mine, I had to roll back the foil a little. I guess Kennedy has 16-ounce sheets because the 12-ounce was kind yeah. of wrapped all the way to my pop-top. No, no, mine, mine had – it didn't take much – Okay. You know, I'm I'm an enterprising young guy. Yeah, Joe. I, I always try to I always try to be careful not to give anything away as I as I as I handle these foil bombs. But, but I just don't boy, want to get it on there my... a lot of foil over the the mouth part. Um. Yeah, all right. Don't... So I'll go first. Okay. As we usually do with beer one. Um. It's clearly a spiced beer. Problem is, it's spiced either definitely perfectly to a kind of you know standard beer or it's no beer with a lot of spice the spice is dominant preeminent i got a lot of clove a lot of cinnamon i feel like it's somebody's version of a pumpkin spice you know what i mean because there's a little bit of like orange peel okay so all right i'm and... glad you said the orange because with the the cinnamon and everything i'm like yeah but the orange for me is that i it's it, yeah, it, it's it's that dried orange that yeah. when people are trying to sell those uh, freeze dried cocktail kits around this time of year where you go into certain stores and it's just add whiskey and it's a cinnamon stick in a right. uh, ridiculously dried wedge of, of orange. <laughs> that's that's what that's I was getting. What this but, tastes like. but it's also like it's been open since last Christmas. So it's right. muted and and there's that that dusty so i'm not bringing up wine don't get me mad but one of the most famous wine reviewers of all time robert parker used to lean into a reference called spice box mm. rather than try to identify the spices and in my mom's kitchen growing up there was this wall mounted like hook over nail cabinet of you know, these glass stopper jars that said things like time or whatever. And every time I'd read his word spice box, I'd smell that kind of dusty old, you know, maybe my grandmother kept spices in this cabinet thing. And this has that type of spicing, right? Like it's, it's as if, I guess, kind of version of what you're saying, but if somebody took a little dust broom and swept out the, the shelves of that and said, here's your spice mix. You know what I mean? Yeah. That dusty kind of, Old spice feeling, but what I'm looking for is what the beer is, and the thing is, the the spices aren't like it's not like somebody's ridiculous stout with tons of cinnamon in it. It just feel like it's they focus more on the spice and some neutral palate to put it on than augmenting the flavors of the beer that already exists. Does that make sense? It does. I want to hear what Joel thinks, though. Yeah, Joel, what do you jump think? in next? All right, here we go. Um, yeah, it's not. It's it's mostly spice taste, but it's not a lot of spice because it's not a lot of beer. Uh, I think that's right. The beer is as bland as possible, as far as I can tell, because I can't taste anything beyond the spice. Um, and... My feeling, I like spiced beer. I like the tradition. I was just t saying this to my wife yesterday. This is the kind of thing we talk about when we're alone. Um, <laughs> I I said I really like the tradition of spiced drinks because it goes back for years and it actually means something. It's not a marketing thing. It's a thing where you celebrated by 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 celebrating whatever abundance you had or saying this is a special time. Let's make some special thing and put spices, in, which we don't get every day, which is what happened in the old days, right? And yep. also the tradition to me is uh, that it's a little stronger because it's a special occasion. It's the beginning of winter. You try to celebrate something during the cold season. Uh, in that case, the spices make sense because then you got this big, malty, strong beer and you put spices. That's what makes sense to me. Put spices in this beer. Uh, this is more like a summer spice crusher. Yeah, so ah, okay. I think that's well – yeah, but the spices are clearly – winter autumnal. yeah this, yeah, this yeah but i mean but i mean it's Virginia. not a, it's yeah, not no, a winter no, beer that, it's not a winter just, beer at all yeah but had I mean, you had you made this an herb de provence beer instead of a pumpkin spice beer i feel like it'd be like oh that's a fun springtime maybach kind of thing you know what i mean yeah. But it, but um yeah i like yeah. that point there is the other this, thing here is yeah. the other thing here though is i want the spice mix 
even though it just tastes spiced, I think is well handled in as much as the cinnamon's not blowing out the clove. The cinnamon and clove isn't blowing out whatever the citrus is. I mean, there may even be some nutmeg in there. I have that kind of tongue numb nutmeg yeah. feeling. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is, so the spice mix was so deftly put together that I'm getting the unique parts of it, even though generally it tastes like spice. And if you can handle that part of the recipe building, unless they just bought like somebody's, you know, winter spice syrup and added it to the beer and, you know, and some flavor company did this, not some brewer. But if you have that ability, why wouldn't you build a porter or even a, you know, a Belgian double or something that these spices would bring out the beer in rather than, you know what I mean? Like this could be a seltzer. Well, so there's something about that orange, but the ginger that's right behind it. And okay. as I've been sipping on this, there is, cause I've been trying to figure out like a base beer for this. And, you know, if it's somebody's, you know, ESB or like winter warmer or something like a low ABV version Could be of, an ESB, of, of that. But to me, it feels more like Michelob dark. But there is so, but there is this very slight molasses thing Ooh, that I'm wondering if it's so. I started going towards like gingerbread house, like gingerbread cookies, um, because I was trying to tease out what that flavor just behind the ginger was. And for yeah, me, yeah, molasses y flavor kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And like, I can get that. But where I was going with like some of those English thoughts were there is that slight bit of oxidation, but in a fun way that's appropriate. Can um, I ask you a question? On yeah. the last show, we had uh, Dr. Shawnee Lawson's maple water beer, and I was and I having trouble Astral. placing yeah. the woodiness and, uh -huh. was, oh. and was calling it, you know, like somewhere between like a treacly blackstrap molasses and or wood you know wood barrel uh-huh are you getting that part of that flavor in here there is that kind of burnty sugar you know dark rum molasses flavor in there does that make sense for what you're trying to describe because i didn't get any ginger or gingerbread till you said it and now i definitely know why you were saying it yeah um i don't know if i'm going to go that far as to okay. your description okay. but yeah all right all right, so ultimately, I guess this is the best place to drink this for me. My sentence for this beer is this show, right? Because it's giving us enough to work with. This has been quite a dialogue. Yeah. Neither this praising is... nor beating on just what the fuck's going on here, and that's what we're supposed to do. Joel, thanks for contributing. Joel, where would you drink this? Where would I drink it? Mm. I don't. I don't find it to be a winter beer at all just because it's too light. Uh... So... If it was I would spring say, and I was doing think, cranberry something. It'd be great with cranberry. Can we agree to the, that? <laughs> at the turn of spring or the turn of fall, it would be more appropriate for just okay. for the base, the basic flavor of it. Uh, what if we took to, this exact spicing and put it in like a cranberry wheat and sold it in June? That could be <laughs> fun, right? Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't think I I guess I don't think, oh, it's a winter spice. So I, I just think no, it's it's a it's spice in general and I don't mind having okay. this. If it's going to be spiced in the summer, to me, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as the beer is appropriate. But uh, I, yeah. I don't really get. I don't really get the point of this, with this kind of base beer, and I don't even know what the style is because I don't really taste it. And I think it's like spiced mild or something, you know. I guess. I guess my brain, the minute I get clove and cinnamon and potential nutmeg, I just automatically start in September with pumpkin yeah. and end in January with mm. mull. Yeah. Right, like John said, these are mulling spices that this, we now identify as pumpkin spice. This feels like a good gap between the pumpkin beers and some of those heavily aggressive winter warmers that are. You know what's funny that, is that, I still haven't tasted any nutmeg, but I have that nutmeg numbness on my tongue that's just the, making me believe the nutmeg is in here. It's something like that, or allspice, or something like this. Yeah. Um, you know what this beer is for? It's for leaf burning. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. But that is it awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It tastes like burning leaves. 
See, this is me. This is me and Joel establishing our ten and twenty year dominance over everybody else on the show. Were either <laughs> of the three of you children alive when leaf burning was a regular thing in the world? Yes. Okay. Yes. Not not sure. like a fire in a fireplace, <laughs> like a pile of leaves being lit on fire by a dad in a bathrobe with a hose yep. in his hand. Yeah. That's, okay. Yep. That's when men were men, you guys. You wouldn't know. That's about right. It. That's right. Back before Harvey wow. Weinstein stole the bathrobe from all men. When dad, I like, I like that Joel has Saturday just like, turned into the insult guy uh, on this show. Now. <laughs> hey, when you when you when you turn sixty, you can do whatever you want. That's right. That's right. Clearly, that's, that's when you really could stretch the the insult comic space. Once you once you're gray <laughs> and losing it. Um. Yeah. All right. So what the fuck beer is this? This Sean is yeah, this Christmas is... spice maple sap beer. No, this is from Six Point. It's called Wintry Fix. It is a lager with cinnamon, clove, orange peel, and star anise for a warming but easy drinking brew. Oh, I did not necessarily get that. uh... I got no star anise, and we all know that I'm a big advocate of star anise. You're you're a licorice guy, yeah. I'm a licorice guy, and I got no licorice, but that might have been the homogenization. Oh, yeah, look at this. Wintry five and a half, five and a half percent. All right. Well, it's not wintry enough. Yeah, winterish, winter, winter adjacent ish. It's a shoulder seasons. It's a three season suit. It's not a God, winter six point. It depends on what state you're in, actually. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, hey, yeah, point didn't of clarification. Six point move to, didn't six point move to like New Orleans or Alabama or something? Where do they brew now? No, they're they're. I mean, I don't know where they're brewing, but they're partnered with. Victory, victory, and Southern and Tier, Southern Tier, yeah, and a cider company that I forget the name of. Maybe the cider uh, company invented that spice. Bold Rock, um, is it Bold Rock? Okay, that I was the North, yes. the North Carolina, uh, based cidery. Yeah, um, I had I had mentioned Six Point on a previous episode that they were opening up in, uh, Brookfield Place, and I was I was told that it doesn't actually open until later on in January, twenty twenty four. So. So it's like it's like a anyway. good scratch and sniff Christmas book. You put it out the week after Christmas. Well, you just wait. You know, like who needs those office parties? Who needs yeah. those end of the year who, who office wants, parties from who everybody wants that who's in the free above office, office space? party yeah. money? Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, go ahead, Hall. What do you got to say? No, that's it's I, I just want, I, want, I wanted. Right, I want to get back to Joel. So Joel, yeah, that's as much yeah. as. I'm interested in your your abandoned Belgium France trip because I when you said it like I I'm a big fan of at least the French hop Aramis and some of the other French hops and I love the idea of kind of this fictional French farm in my head drinking you know, drinking 750s of corked beer with dry salami and French bread. But I don't know the world views France as a beer place at all. And I'm, I'm one, obviously, though, Belgium is number two or, you know, one or two, depending on who you're talking to, beer dominant place in the world. So I'm wondering if if the France thing is what confuses your trip. And when you intend to go, what do you intend to do in France? Well, we have gone several times. It was just this year was for some when reason. When you go, what do you do? What's the what's the French beer scene that, that's worth traveling to? Because I'm super interested in it because I don't know. And I consider myself a French fan. Well, it sounds like you got to go on the tour, Augie. Well, <laughs> but had I, I'd have a canceled don't... trip in my pocket right now. Well, if you had gone, we wouldn't have canceled it. So thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for that. <laughs> All right, so I'll no, take but, uh, that hit. I'll yeah. take that hit. That's on me. So, um. I'm glad you asked that because this is a this is an excellent question and and I wanted to specifically keep France in this in the title for this uh, in the in the tour title because uh, as you know there well as you, hopefully as you know there's there's a tradition in the very north of France that's basically the same thing as as the as the neighbors in Belgium of farmhouse breweries saisons I mean nobody likes saisons but there are saisons there <laughs> and. Uh, 
But Beard, Man, but you Beard really and... are honing your skills. No, I'm, 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 good callback, I'm just, buddy. I'm just well yeah, done, just man. Are, are you doing? I, are you doing open mic nights? I, <laughs> this is, I thought that's that's what this was. I got a mic for the first time. <laughs> that's right. Um, but but basically, right across the border. I mean, the border. You know, borders don't necessarily mean something historically beer wise. There were these farmhouses. Uh, for example, you mentioned hops in France. Terrier. I mean, look no further than a great beer a brewery for hops and yeast and everything. Terrier. Yeah, right across the border in northern France, which we go to, we used to import it. It's one of the greatest breweries in the world, in my opinion. Uh, and I just wanted to make sure that, it, that it's not like things end at the Belgian border, uh, the French border in Belgium. So we go across right between uh, from from uh, Blogy, another one of the greatest breweries in the world. I think you go a few minutes, there's Oberon uh, from the same region, but it's in France, technically. So we go to Terrier and Oberon. We used to go to other ones too. But so I just wanted to make sure that France was represented because uh, those two breweries are awesome, and they're just a few minutes away from Belgium. And so cool. I'd right. like to have so, a shout out for uh, France. is a big is a is a big much bigger country, obviously. So it's more like a bunch of countries put together. Northern France has more to do with with Belgium and uh, Netherlands than it has to do with uh, Spain and uh, Andorra or whatever. You know, because you go sure. very far south, you're in the in the south it's another planet, but in the very North, you're talking about the same farmhouse tradition as you would think about in Belgium. And it's exactly the same. It just got wiped out by the wars and stuff. Uh, gotcha. Cause you know, that, that was also where a lot of bad things happened in world war one and two. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. uh, so, so uh, the trip is uh, it's one of the highlights is going to Thierry another one of the highlights is going to Oberon. They happen to be in France. And, and that's, honestly, that's, the only, yeah. honestly, the only downside is Cezanne apparently. Yeah, you got to sort of take the good with the bad, you know. But uh, <laughs> this is my favorite Joel show ever. This is a I, joke yeah, I yeah. My teeth into. Well, yeah, anyway, I'm getting old. It's, take, it's taken him seven years, but he's spicy now. This is mm. good. Yeah. I'm finally, Speaking I'm of spicy, yeah. oh yeah, yes. oh so. I I and, and have you guys started of, beer too? Yeah, and speaking of Belgian. Oh, um, no, I didn't start it yet. Let's see. Oh, get in there. So, oh, so man. John, when you say Belgian, you mean the high alcohol candy sugar profile, right? Because I'm not getting a ton yeah. of the phenolic on it. No, no, no. I'm not getting. It's is... not Belgian yeast, but it's Belgian body, right? It's that that weirdly thick yet thin. Oh my God, this is going to be thirteen percent. Right, the, like my my cheeks immediately flushed. Yes, but did anybody catch the alcohol on the six point beer? What was five it? and a half? Okay, so this is twice that. I'll, I'll... Similar flavors, little more whiny, little more, mm. little more old sugary, but so much more. Oh my god, impact when you drink there, it. Right, there is a really fun. So I'll, I'll go with the with the higher ABV um, on this. I feel like somebody fucking dipped a little clove into delirium tremens. There, <laughs> there is a. I I immediately got fruitcake schnapps. Yeah. Um, as is as that I a started thing? This. Wait, I, it's Christmas it, season. I need if, that. If it's not, <laughs> um, it's it's that's the business we're gonna launch in twenty twenty four. Definitely the fruitcake the fruit the fruitcake schnapps company. But somebody get the Cooper that, on the phone. It has that dried <laughs> fruit. It has that uh you know nice sort of breadiness to it. Um you know that that sweet that sweet bread. Um not the yeah not not yeah, but it's know, but still yeah. the body bread is that thin. is sweet. Yeah, the body is thin for the alcohol presence. Yep, I I would want. Like I would want more, more mouthfeel for this level of I, warmth. I don't. This and, okay. and and here and here's why. This is the beer <laughs> that gets you in trouble at the office party. This beer is this getting is, me in trouble as I think about. It. This like is my this thoughts is are getting beer, jumbled trying it, to put words to it. If it was if it was thicker, if it was heavier, um, you'd take your time drinking it. This and is one of those ones where when you have three cans of it in a row, and then all of a sudden. Uh, HR is coming to see you in person. That's Joel, have what, you ever that's what have you is. ever had a friend pull no. you aside somewhere and tell you that they've got a they've got so and so's apple pie moonshine and it's just a mason jar of Everclear with cinnamon sticks in it? This feels like the no. beer version no. of that. <laughs> well, you know, I I actually want more body too, and I I I tend to like the really heavy stuff. And the really light stuff 
to be very simple. But I mean, when you when you have this kind of festive beer, again, like you say, it's got all this alcohol in it. And without the body in it, I find it to be the opposite experience of what I want to have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and unlike John, I don't want to just get ripped off my ass. <laughs> there's there's a red John uh, okay. does like getting fucking John likes getting turned, Joel. You just gotta accept that. John, you know, John is nothing but you know everything what i'm known for club it's what i'm known he's, young, for. Um, he's younger than me i think do you guys get the and the problem By is half. i'm not sure yeah. if it's just <laughs> smells i associate with red apple skin or red apple skin but on the nose i've got like like the first thing i got and it's not anywhere on the palate that i'm getting it but on the nose it's kind of like you know like red apple skin cider I'm sure it's the spices. Like we were talking about the mulled wine flavors on the other. This is kind of like mulled cider smells. But you, are you guys getting apple? Because I know apple is no. a default. Def, uh, uh, see, uh, see now, this beer. See, that's the defect. thing. Now that you're saying it, but it's that it's that mealy apple mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah. You know I, but now that you're saying it's the power of suggestion. But yeah. Your Whole Foods when you walked in now and they're all good and crispy and crunchy, but they used to be kind of sweet water with skin flavor. That yeah. Mealy. Yeah. Old. Yeah. Old. Old school. Can I circle back? Apples. Can I, can Go I circle back? Yeah. Circle. Back, back to whiskey just for a second. Because sure, it's related, related to the. You, you mean of, scotch whiskey, though? We live yeah. in a world with 700 whiskeys. Don't I, do that only, scotch thing. You're, you're like my friend who comes home from Australia and says, how you going? Like whiskey <laughs> is still a whole world thing. Well, I, <laughs> I skipped over all the other ones and I just started learning about scotch whiskey and I skipped all the other shit. 20 but, minutes um, before the tour shows up. Yeah. 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 That's right. and it's amazing. I, I mastered it in that time, but um, nice. no, well done, sir. So the, the reason I brought Scotsman that, no, the reason, <laughs> The reason I brought it up was because you're talking about uh, the suggestion if someone says, oh, there's this apple flavor. Oh, yeah. When I was when I was heavily studying the um, the whiskey stuff and I would read all these, because if you if you go on the sites, the tasting sites, those guys say even more things than beer people do. And, and, they're, and they're saying like 20 different things they're getting on. And I was going, oh, yeah, I guess I do get that. But I didn't get it until I read someone saying that it was there. And it's, it's an interesting phenomenon that something actually does come up. And I think it honestly does. But you didn't get it yourself, but someone else says it, and then you get it. And it's a weird thing, right? 100%. So I don't think it's a weird thing. I think we've talked about this before. But at some point along my journey to this show, I picked up a thing that was built once by some group in France called Le Ney de Van. And what it is is a collection of, I think it's 64. Hold on. I'm going to pull it down and open it and tell you. Um so it's a collection of 54 oils, like extracts wow. of the, so it's lemon, grapefruit, orange, pineapple, banana, lychee, melon, muscat, apple, vanilla, cinnamon, clove, pepper, saffron, leather, musk, butter, toast, roasted almond, blah, blah, blah. There's 54 of them, but it's not any of those things. It's the chemical compound, the, you know, think about your chemistry class cell structure of HC32L or whatever. It's those that exist in all of these spiritist things and what combinations of them. So how to find them in wine and beer and whiskey is know that this is the word for this smell and that's where it exists. And then this thing gives you a suggestion of wines you can find these certain different compounds in. But the compounds are ubiquitous through them. It's finding the compounds and then identifying them that is the skill. They are definitely there. The same exact compound that is in a banana is in a fermented Belgian beer. So it's it's not like that fanciful. I mean, some people are making shit up and sometimes it's experience-based, you know, a doctor smells things differently than a computer scientist because they just have a different world. But but the compounds are pretty simple and they exist all these places. So it's your associations that make it interesting communication. But yeah, they're all there. Cut the smell of cut hay mm. is in hay and in certain beers and wines. Yeah. There you go. That's my speech on that. 
But that's why we have the whole show, right? That's what John and I are doing every day is like, what do you get? Okay, I got that. I think you mean this. But that's, remember, so we talked about a lot on this show in the beginning. Sorry, guys, I I stepped out for a minute. Did I miss anything? Nope, not a thing. Um, (laughs) But that was like back before COVID, John and my only advice to everybody that would call it ask for advice was, just learn how to dialogue with a bartender you trust and you're going to learn more about beer than reading a book or hanging out with us and the communication was the skill right what do you get okay i think this means this and then you can get where you want to go right joel yeah i mean i don't know sometimes i sometimes i think i'm not a person who's ever going to be spend as much time as maybe you guys do at breaking down the flavors. Cause I'm kind of more interested in the overall picture. I'm more of a generalist. I've probably said mm-hmm. that it's probably like the most yeah. boring thing to say, but I, 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 th- well, it's I definitely think... an excuse for not paying attention. I yeah. Like yeah. That. Well, I was what? paying attention, but I was just, <laughs> I just, no, but I, I, I guess my approach to, to, to trying a beer is generally more like, Oh, what is the overall feeling I get about it? Do I feel like it's really good or, or not? And it's yeah. more, uh, I, I guess I'm not that intro. I'm not a, a professional judge, obviously. And I've been to some judgings where I had to sort of pretend to be. And I realized, yeah, it's, I don't know if it's a personality thing or actual taste bud thing. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. But um, like when you, like I can sort of pick out certain flavors, but it, when I'm doing it, I think, all right, so do I really care about that as much as some of these guys that I read that are doing tasting online? I think not at all, because they're excited to find these 20 flavors. And I think I would never be that excited as they are. Yeah, I get it. I think I think for me at least, it's it's the building of the shorthand to make sure every single time I'm out and spending my money, I'm getting what I want. Um, but you know that that's me and my approach. But so let's get back to this red apple skin beer that started this sidetrack. Yeah, um, I'm, dr- I'm drinking this at, uh, I at like somebody's John's office party like, that has a I, yeah, that has an office. Like, I feel like and that's a party. Right answer. I feel like that's the right answer, right? Like you just sneak this into a bucket of ice and beer and just carefully notice who's pulling it out because you know they're going to need a cab home. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) To be forcibly put into a cab. I feel uh, like I want this beer to come with a... Like it's funny that Kennedy hasn't done this to us in a while, but I'm pretty sure we just had a 5.5% and a 10% beer with similar flavor profiles. This so is, one this ran is, into the other and I was beer. like, oh, this is this is interesting. What's this one different? I'll keep this drinking. This is the beer I find where out. Augie's gonna say, I'm gonna drive the boat. Yeah. That's right. Allow me, Captain. This is more this is more satisfying for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to like my generalist yeah. approach is that it makes this makes sense where the spice goes with the beer more now. I and agree with that. It's it's like this it's like the other one was the same beer. Uh, this i'm not saying it's the same spice profile at all but i mean there are similarities obviously as you sort of pointed out there will be similarities but this one it was almost like an experiment like here's here's what those spices taste like with a very light beer and here's what they taste like with a beer that's twice as twice the abv it's almost like yeah. a little taste test you know i think you're right. this I fruit suspect, cake schnapps justin I sus- yeah i like the fruit cake schnapps but i suspect there's some of the spicing even if you don't spice the beer, right? I suspect the fermentation on this beer throws some clove and some yeah, some yeah. other spice. And then they just, uh, maybe, I mean, I'll be delighted if there is no spicing to it and it's just a Belgian Belgian, but I feel like it's spiced. Anyway, Kennedy, it's what the spice. fuck are we drinking? This is St. Bernardus Christmas Ale. Classic. Oh, John, you oh, love this, um, right? It is about Have 10% we had this on the alcohol. show before? I don't know if we've had I don't think so. Show. I don't think so. I know this well. Um, right? This is a famous. I do. Famous I do beer. like. St. I don't St. think I know it in this a is... can, though. Yeah, it's an eleven point five ounce can. It's not quite twelve ounces. If you oh, know, man, shrink, that's like a crap. Smaller. Shrink is that crap. a three hundred and fifty millimeter can? Is that what that is? Three thirty, maybe two thirty. Okay. Yeah. Not nine point eight. Ooh. Strong Belgian beer. Eleven. It is fucking strong. Ounces. Who? Uh, is it spiced? Yeah. Is this oh, is this a brewer spice. I would know other beers from, or do they only make Christmas beer? Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know they're twelve. You know this brewery. You oh, know 12. twelve. You I got all right. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, but those come in bottles, right? I've never had that in a can. Yes. 
Yeah, I don't know why this is in a can, but I saw it and I was like, oh yeah. I don't know why this hasn't been in a can sooner. Again, uh, wait. Now that I've unwrapped gonna, it, yeah. now that I've unwrapped it, is is that supposed to be Rudolph, or is it telling me that if I drink it, I'll get a red nose? <laughs> it's like Rudolph is every in a, reindeer Rudolph in, when they in drink white this tie beer? and tails too. Look at that. This beer is serious. All right. Come on, guys. We got to keep moving. Joel also, I love us I love again. the monk. I love the monk in the Santa hat to just sort of blend yeah. all the Christianity and religion and in one. Yeah, one super. But so to, go ahead. Joel. To circle back to circle back to me again, if you don't mind. Okay. On our Sorry t- about that. We, <laughs> we go. Have we you go ever to dressed a... as Santa in white tie and tails? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm too young. Um, Fair enough. No, I was going to say we go to on our tour of Belgium and France. We go to a a uh, very small brewery that's related to this brewery uh, in the town of Ypres. It's built into the uh, castle, the the casemates, the city walls of Ypres in in the western Belgium. And we so we're we sort of go to this brewery on our tour, which is a complete turnaround from going to Thierrier, which is only half an hour away, and completely uh, beer to guard saison farmhouse beer. And we go to this place just a, f- a short drive away. So which apparently only makes Christmas ale. No, um, no, no, no. <laughs> they're basically they're basically Trappist, you know. I mean, yeah, it's super. It's I mean, it's it's interesting. It's 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 hot. All right, Kennedy, my man, do you have yes, sir. a letter? I got. A, not only do I have a letter, I have a letter that was written specifically to Joel Shelton because right. somebody knew that he was. Well, then come read on. it quickly because we are way over schedule here. Joel S writes. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually from. Uh, uh, it's actually from Martin A. He says, Kennedy, mi hombre. My friends uh-huh. just returned from Joel Shelton's Spain beer tour. Shout out to the oh. Streitweiser. Streitweiser, I guess that's the folks. You know them, Joel? I, yeah, I do. I do. Very well. Yeah. And they had a blast. My question for Joel is, what, what is he drinking at home? What's he drinking when he's not traveling and sipping beer in Earth and Spanish cellars or green bottle saisons on the Belgian. Yeah, we know it's not Cezanne. What brewery or what beers does does Joel look to quench his thirst when stateside? Is it cans of freshly imported German lagers, or maybe like the rest of us, a case of a case of celebration while searching for trade boards for crowlers of celly drippings? That's Uh, a a leading question. no, yeah. it reminds me. Someone, someone called me for an interview once and says, "Where would I find Joel Shelton drinking in New York?" I said, "Ah, probably at home. I can't afford it." But um, I got, I, I, got imagine, one I imagine you still had better beer than most bars in your house of all well, the I, stuff that quote unquote fell off the back of the Shelton truck. Yeah. Well, I used to, I used to pilfer the warehouse back in the good old days. But um, actually, Jeff, I don't know if Jeff's listening, but uh. Jeff's a great guy, by the way. I think he's coming back on another tour next year, by the way. So um, I've been drinking almost nothing but uh, Sierra Celebration this this month. Same. Um, because also because it's it. I mean, I love it. I don't drink IPA ever, but I love it. And it's a great price. It's a, it's a nice, beautiful red can. I, I could drink it every day. That and that's foam. what Joel Sheldon. That's what Joel Sheldon's drinking uh, these days. Um, yeah, I got. I'm pretty too. back I'm, and drank I'm, it in a night. So yeah, I'm yeah. Your it pain. Is, this, this is, this is. Uh, I can't say enough about it. It's boring because everyone else says enough, enough about it too. But I, I think it's fantastic. And uh, I, I don't go. The, I don't. Uh, I don't drink a lot of fancy stuff when I don't have free ones from Shelton Brothers Warehouse. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So, um, what was it? So I ooh. Has anybody else gotten to try the the heady twenty yet? No, what? it's it's <laughs> it's silly. All right, yeah, because that 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 might have displaced my 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 celebration focus this season. What is the heady twenty? It's a twentieth anniversary heady topper. That's ten percent. Wait, that beer is 20, 20 years old? Yep. Holy shit. And, and Mr. John Kimmick made a... So everybody will get a shot at it. He's doing it quarterly. It'll it'll go out. It's being done all year for the 20th year, but it's a 10% heady. Um, 
I think it's almost exactly heady. It tastes like it tastes a little more oily and a little less bitter, but I think that's just the body shift of two percent. But I did that Kimmick drink the can over four hours thing when I got my can. And it really it it brings it. It's a cool beer and it's not, you know, it's a cool beer of that generation. Anyway, that's all. That's my advice. Anyway, Joel, we're joining you for celebration and we're celebrating the season. And this fucking Christmas Belgian thing is sneaky trick, Kennedy. Sneaky, sneaky trick, Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Just you wait. Um, Just you wait. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> all right. So we are gonna we're gonna put a button on this. And those of you who've been listening for all of our time know that next episode will be with M Soder because we're ending a year and this is how we do it. Joel, thanks for continuing this tradition with us, man. It's a lot of fun. I like your insult comic. Uh, bent for your 60s I say really lay into it John what do you want yeah. to say to Joel before uh, we say goodbye? I, I want to say thanks and I also want to give him the opportunity to very quickly Joel what's the website that people can go to if they want to drink Cezanne with you in Belgium in 2024 <laughs> uh, well it's it's uh, innercircletours.com yeah it's uh, it's not beer tours on the website it's just innercircletours you'll You'll see some other tours called Inner Circle, I think, but ours has that name. Okay. Cool. Cass, do your so, thing. Cass, lay it on us. Yes, that uh, you need to write us letters. Steal the beer podcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on all the social medias uh, at Steal This Beer, Twitter, Facebook, the gram. Uh, see what we're drinking on untapped. We're getting caught up over there. Um, and Patreons, thank you so much uh, for those dollars and cents. It goes a long way and helps everybody get their beers, hopefully on time. Uh, I think that's everything. Nailed it, buddy. Well All right, done. y'all. Thank you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah. I love I love doing this. I appreciate it, as always. Thanks, Joel. We love you being here. All right, y'all. Get at us. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.